This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to everybody to this episode of Make Your Pitch. Uh, we are we are having such a great time bringing you excellent people that have outstanding ideas, as well as experts, as well as investors, to tell you more about how you can be successful with your startup business. I am very, very happy that we're into, at this point, our 10th episode. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but let me uh, let me be clear. The first few that we've had on this podcast are all now on their way or have already received investment dollars. And what does that mean? That means that when you come on this podcast, make your pitch, your chances of really starting to roll forward and gain exposure is very high. And I know that I'm very happy about that. Of course, I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. And Ellen and I bring you to this point through many years of experience. But today, let's not talk about us. Let's talk about our guest and who he is, what he does. I am pleased to introduce James King, who has a sales background in the fitness industry. And he learned how to bring a sense of urgency and aggressiveness to his team and to the product that he was selling. He's learned over time in just two short years how to perfect his product, how to generate interest in the marketplace, and how to increase the enthusiasm for his product. So it's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to... James, also known as Jimmy King. Welcome, right. Jimmy. What do you think now? Jimmy, are you ready? Ready. Okay, let's have you make your pitch. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ellen and Christopher, for inviting me on. I'm grateful for this opportunity, especially in this podcast setting, by the way. I think it's a really interesting way to help entrepreneurs maybe let their guard down a little bit just from the nature of a more laid back podcast style. So with that said, I will try to deliver this in a way that is just laid back enough to where you and the listeners get to know an authentic me, uh, but focused and direct. So that way our investors know exactly how we will work to turn the investment into a profit by bringing the side bottle to the market. Now, I know everyone's time is valuable and I appreciate you listening and look forward to these follow-up conversations. <clears throat> I graduated college in 2013 
with a degree in business entrepreneurship. Throughout my studies, I, I had a hyper focus on the health and wellness industry. I've spent most of my professional career, as Ellen mentioned, uh, with small and large commercial gyms. And I've always used my knowledge uh, and my awareness of industry trends and, and consumer behaviors within health and wellness, which has led me to today you know, creating my first product, which is the side bottle. So the side bottle is a, our simple yet elegant solution to getting our phones out of our pocket, but off of the floor. We've innovated the bottle in a way that can hold a phone and keep it usable while it's in the side. So users could read their workouts, they can uh, even film their workouts all while using the side bottle. I do like to pause here from recommendation of my wife that <clears throat> no, you do not need to take your phone out of its case in order for it to work in the bottle. We purposely engineered the top and the bottom strap with a stretchy, durable material, which allows flexibility for both different size phones and their average size case. The bottle holds 40 ounces of liquid and it's made of a BPA-free plastic. The lid has a traditional screw on top with a drinking mouthpiece, which really helps keep it easy to clean. We are raising $175,000 and would be willing to trade up to 20% equity in our company for the full investment. Throughout this pitch, I will detail the problem and how the side bottle solves it the market, our sales approach, and I'm gonna circle back at the end uh, and be really direct on how we're gonna use the funds uh, based on where we're at as a business today. So at the fundamental level, the problem that we're solving is getting our phones out of our pocket, but off of the floor. When I first thought of the side bottle, as I mentioned, I was one of the sales managers at Lifetime Fitness and really focused on the value that the bottle would bring to our gym members, um, not just at my gym, but, but gym members all over the nation are using our phones for some reason or another during their workout. And they also almost always have their phone with them. So for the fitness industry, we will be first to market on solving the problem of getting your phone out of your pocket and off of the floor. The side bottle, as I mentioned, keeps your phone usable while it's in the side and we have an adjustable kickstand at the bottom of the bottle, which helps us film um, precisely and consistently at different angles. So users no longer have to grab a kettlebell off of the rack or, or use a different piece of gym equipment if they want to film a workout or maybe read their workout during their time at the gym. And you no longer need to spend the time or build up that anxiety uh, in this social setting, setting up your phone just to record, whether it's for personal reasons or content creation, whatever it may be. And for our users that are not filming their workouts, we provide a really simple solution for freeing up a hand and getting our phones off of the floor, which is both dirty and dangerous in a gym setting uh, for breaking or tripping. Now, when I started to explore the, the validity of this idea, I was becoming more and more aware of how many instances, <clears throat> how many instances in life it would really be helpful to get our phones out of our pocket and off the floor. So another problem that we identified um, that the side bottle solves is the need for a quick and convenient way to prop our phones at an ideal viewing or filming angle 
throughout life. You know, we often find ourselves searching for a glass or a cup or maybe even a book on the counter to tilt our phones against when we're FaceTiming or maybe cooking while reading a recipe. It's so useful to not have our phones flat on the ground or, or flat on that surface. We've noticed also this large increase in personal content creation. You know, always having the ability to, to film and to create. The, the side bottle is really positioned to be this lifestyle necessity that fits the needs of a convenient way to always have your phone and your water by your side, inside of the gym and throughout our day. And let's also not forget, this is a water bottle and it holds 40 ounces of liquid. So we are proud to be aiding in solving the problem of hydration by encouraging our users to drink more water throughout the day. Our, our customers will feel compelled to buy the side bottle for, for a few reasons. One being the effectiveness of our digital marketing campaign by simply highlighting the features and benefits through relatable everyday situations. We will show the side bottle uh, as this useful daily accessory that it is. With specific call to actions that compel our viewers to visit the site, to follow us on social media, and of course, to buy the product and recommend it to their friends. Now, as we grow the digital awareness around SideBottle, we will start expanding into retail stores and, and finding retail partners to really turn the bottle into a brand that is an everyday use household product. Uh, our, our customers are also gonna be buying the SideBottle because they see the value and the simplicity of combining a phone with a water bottle. We have these two things with us so often throughout the day, not just while working out, but while working or while relaxing on the couch. And, you know, I would say if you just have one of these things with you, phone or water, I, I would hope that the answer is you have your water with you all day. But, but I know that the, the likely scenario is that you probably have your phone with you almost all the time throughout the day, in which case you should be a customer who needs to buy a water bottle. And, and if you are one of those people that find yourselves with the phone in a water pretty often throughout the day, then you're going to be that customer who views this as just a, a necessary collection to your water bottle. I, 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 I like reflecting on this. One thing I've learned quickly throughout this journey of side bottle is that, you know, our goal is not to be the only water bottle on our customer shelves, but rather to just innovate this water bottle so it just makes total sense to own and to use. And, and we've just created this product that elicits the response of, how did I not think of that? It, and that's why our customers are going to buy the bottle. They feel like they already thought about this. Now, when evaluating our competitors, uh, we look at, of course, the water bottle industry, but we also look at other phone accessories that can aid in filming. So certain water bottles serve a specific market within the industry, um, like, for example, the simplicity and the low cost of a blender bottle, which is a large industry leader, uh, or a higher end water bottle like a Yeti, who focuses on, you know, holding ice for 24 hours. But the side bottle, we're out to solve a different problem with our water bottle, which really leads us to focusing on our competitors in the phone accessory case or phone accessory industry. 
some phone cases, for example, like Goat, um, they have a sticky back, which allows their customers to stick their phone on flat surfaces. Now, this really limits the usability and the functionality of keeping the phone usable because of that fixed platform. So there's also um, phone cases that have little kickstands or a pop socket built into the back of their phones, which aids to the uh, ease and the accessibility of tilting their phones. The big differentiator here for side bottle is the combination of a water bottle, the phone case, and the tripod. We're creating this new product category that helps us stand apart from both our water bottle and our phone accessory competitors. Now, through looking at both of those competitors, it, it leads us to analyzing the industries and the growth with both of them. The, the reusable water bottle industry, it's impressive because it shows that consumers like myself are, are continuing to buy reusable water bottles. And by the year 2025, the industry is expected to be $11 billion worldwide, 1.5 billion in the US alone. Mobile accessory market is currently around $80 billion. It's expected to reach over $110 billion in that same time period. So <clears throat> the biggest threat to the largest players in both of those categories is, is innovation, it's future products. The water bottle market ha has not changed much over the years, even through its success and growth. Industry reports uh, agree that successful companies in the water bottle industry are gonna need to innovate through technology and speed up product upgrading. So we're entering the market at a time where users are expecting more out of their water bottle and more out of their phone case. So when we hit the market, we'll be forcing competition to adapt and forcing growth in the industry, which is great for our customers because it's gonna, it's gonna force a higher quality, more efficient product with more features and benefits. So to bring it back to where we've been with Side Bottle so far, we've seen a lot of really interesting traction. Like I said, it, when we were chatting before we started, um, that is really creating this momentum. So currently we've been through multiple revisions with our engineering team, and we've hit the streets with um, some of our 3D printed prototypes. In doing so, we found early traction with the fitness community specifically in CrossFit, because a high number of CrossFit athletes are already filming their fitness, not just for personal reasons, by the way, uh, but for virtual competitions, especially in today's world where the majority of CrossFit events are happening online and requiring a standard of filming the movement. So outside of Pro CrossFit, if we're still looking at fitness, we have powerlifting, yoga, group fitness, even a casual exerciser are all showing interest and expressing the need for this type of product because the usability of the phone while it's in the bottle just helps our everyday life. We're also finding traction with fitness apps, especially as technology companies are investing in virtual fitness apps. On one hand, we have these influencers who would use the product to take part in an ambassador program helping push the product to their uh, healthy lifestyle followers. But we also have the creators of these apps who see the, how the physical product of Sidebottle is going to bring value to their end user by improving the user experience. We have a large 
wellness company uh, like Quest Nutrition, they're showing interest in buying these as a potential gift for all of their ambassador programs. They call them the Quest Squad. So we would replicate the sales avenue by finding retail partners that would like to send their brand ambassadors and their following uh, this gift. On social media, uh, we've seen some burst of organic success. We've had fitness-related accounts that are willing to share our posts and get overwhelmingly good feedback when they do so. An example here, there's an account called Make Wads Great Again. He creates content specifically for CrossFit and other fitness programs. And he posted a picture of our side bottle early on. And he's just asking his followers, you know, who would buy this? I've, I've never seen something like this. Who would buy this? And it was a story, which means it was up for 24 hours. In those 24 hours, it got over 8,000 votes. And over 6,000 of those votes were, yes, send me my side bottle. So it's a really interesting play um, of partnering with our social media partners to push this product to their healthy lifestyle followers. This type of engagement and response from fitness related accounts and their followers has been pretty typical since we introduced the actual 3D prototypes. Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. BET is a digital advisor in key areas of your business such as financial management, leadership, developing your strategies, understanding your customer, and understanding risk management, but most of all, understanding yourself as the entrepreneur. So if you would like an in-depth platform that shows you in-depth about your business and your business success, go to BET in the show notes of this episode. To bring it back to just how we will use the $175,000 investment, Currently, we've been through engineering and research, and we've developed multiple 3D printed prototypes so we can test and get to where we are today with our theoretical final design that we would go to market with. We have a quote from our manufacturer. They've partnered with our engineering team in the past, and they are currently making all of the water bottles for REI Co-op, which is the outdoor store. The money would be used to get the molds made and to produce the first 3,000 bottles, which is our minimum order quantity. We're also allocating funds for our digital marketing efforts. As I mentioned, this is our go-to-market strategy to build the brand, which would include website updates, email campaigns, content creation, and the cost of advertising. And another notable portion of our investment is gonna be reserved for the logistics related to shipping this first round of bottles. It would include packaging, storage, and the actual shipping of the bottles themselves. Our current quote, by the way, is $4.65 per bottle. And our business-to-business -business target sale price is $17. Our retail target price is $34.99. So the margins show that we'll be able to make a profit early on with these manufactured bottles. The vision here is to grow the brand and make initial profits through our digital marketing. We'll do so with those targeted ads and the use of our ambassador program, specifically because I mentioned the high amount of followers that our fitness influencers will be able to reach. After that initial growth and we're proving the market, our goal is to position ourselves for a licensing deal and quickly expand after we've established the market. So our investor partner is going to make their money back from profitable sales initially as we hit the market 
and even more so as we position towards a licensing deal. Uh, I, I think I like to end with this because I, I know that successful investors will be weighing in on the owner just as much, if not more so, than one product or one presentation. I think we're living through this beautiful shift in how society is viewing things like art, creation, entrepreneurship, and it really is inspiring to see these communities grow. Since the beginning of my Bottle journey, uh, even well before it, I've been putting in the work through self-improvement, through developing a growth mindset, and constantly working to become the type of person that it takes to run an abundantly successful company. I'm committed to seeing that through and, and doing just that. So with that said, thanks again for taking the time to listen. I'm happy to answer any questions from Christopher and Ellen, and really looking forward to all of the follow-up conversations around the future partnership. Jimmy, you did uh, did a fantastic job of explaining it all, and I think the clarity there is is outstanding. What what I need at this point is, since we are um, not on video as far as our video podcast area, I want you to describe the bottle to me uh, exactly. Sure. What just give a verbal description of it? Sure, lots of. Uh... Lots of thought and design has gone into the bottle because, and I'm going to hold it just so I have some, some fresh uh, ways to describe it. Phones are pretty large, right? So our, our bottle has to match the aesthetic of a phone, but not be so overwhelmingly big that the average user can't hold it with one hand. So with that said, it's not a round bottle at the moment. It has these little edges that contour. And the idea there is that it's only as big as it needs to be in order to fit a phone. So 40 ounces is a little bit bigger than your average bottle, but it's not huge. The side where the phone sets in, I call the shelf. So the shelf for the phone is flat and it's indented into the bottle. And that's how we can use the top and the bottom strap to securely hold the phone in. And I hope that explains that the bottom of the bottle is pretty unique. It has a what we're calling the bottom boot and that's what holds the kickstand. So it folds out from the bottom of the bottle, which allows different angles for filming. I, I'm a little bit shorter of an athlete when it comes to fitness. So even someone a foot or more taller than me is gonna be able to achieve uh, filming an overhead lift, for example. That may be at a, a gym and I'm on the treadmill. And of course, all the treadmills have cup holders and things. Uh, does this fit into that uh, preformed cup holder situation? You know, it does not. We are not making the bottle fit into a cup holder, mainly because of the unpredictability of a phone. I know my phone personally doesn't fit in most cup holders anyways. And the idea behind our user is that it's a functional accessory. So it'll fit on the, the ground or wherever you need to, and it won't be in the way, but it's not going to fit in a cup holder. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I know that uh, some of the things we see all, all the time that have bases, even though the uh, item itself won't fit, but the base will fit into one of those uh, those holders that we're all familiar with. Sure. Uh, so I don't know, have you thought about the future design that may allow that bottom to fit in? We hear about companies like WeatherTech, you know, you've seen that ad, I'm sure. And uh, have you ever considered redesigning the bottom so it fits into a cup holder? 
we we really have it you know we do get that question a lot almost obviously a lot of people are curious if you're creating a water bottle is it fitting in a cup holder so we know that we'll put thought and design into reshaping that bottom boot but we are going to go to market with this one um that doesn't fit in the cup holder and the reason being is when we're having these conversations it, it's really not an objection it's more so a curiosity right and then people start to explore and reflect like oh well I'm not really putting my water bottle in cup holders while I'm at the gym or in yoga class. It's just a question that I thought to ask. Um, but with that said, we're open to adapting and, and creating it in a way that can, um, we know it's possible. Okay. So we've got future design coming up. Very good. <laughs> future uh, products. <laughs> and, and you've your uh, research as far as the uh, uh, internet, uh, on that question that was asked, how many people would buy this? I thought mm -hmm. that was uh, quite outstanding. Uh, the percentages of people says, yeah, I'd like to have it now. Uh, it was very impressive. Have you had any other uh, work with any other uh, uh, Facebook groups or anybody like that that you've asked to do a survey on your behalf? We have, and I, I just want to shout out how open and honest uh, other people are. It, it's it's really nice to see. And I think it's encouraging for entrepreneurs that I also hope are listening because people are willing to help and they are willing to do so without necessarily charging. So for free, or maybe in social words, organically, we, we have had a lot of accounts sharing for us. Another, another one is <clears throat> a company that does reviews for fitness related equipment. And his, his page is really exploding and he responds right away. He's happy to help and is also you know, doing a product review for the side bottle, for example, and getting similar type. Over 70% of people polled are saying, yeah, send me the bottle. You know, No questions asked. It, like I said, it, it just makes sense to own. Now, Jimmy, I have a question for you. Uh, you can hear me okay. Okay. I can. So, good. My question is this. Um, do you have or have you developed a list of people who are interested in uh, the product when it becomes available so that they can be uh, first to own. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, maybe early on, or maybe it was right before we started um, recording, I created the, the business officially two years ago and really hit the ground running with my idea. <clears throat> and ever since day one, we're keeping a really strategic list of these are future customers. And these are future retail partners. And within retail partners are things like, you know, the social accounts, the influencers that are willing to push the product out for us, big companies like Quest Nutrition or other larger national chain gyms. So we have a really hot list. Like these will not be cold calls. They're, they're expecting to hear product updates. And so to answer your question directly, we definitely have a list. Um, we even ran a Kickstarter campaign, by the way. We did not get fully funded. But even through there, we gained a lot of information, a lot of potential customers and email lists. So we're constantly recruiting customers. How do you keep in touch with the people who have expressed interest through uh, giving them uh, updates, if you will, on the progress of the product creation? Yeah, so- Or development. Sure. One way is, is obviously through social media if they're actively following. And I know that not everyone on these lists 
are going to be actively following for updates. So we also send occasional email updates. It, the timing is really interesting because we want to keep a open communication because I think it's really important, especially for a startup. We're keeping open communication. Hey, we're raising funds and then we're going to go to manufacturing. You know, um, so that's the answer is that just occasional email updates with with updates around the progress of the bottle. And ever since day one, everyone has known, you know, this is a new product entering a new market. And we're working really hard to learn the steps and execute to get this to you as soon as possible. Very good. Um, now, you're asking, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. With the full, uh, when you receive the funding that's necessary to really move ahead, uh, what is, do you have anything like a five-year projection that you would share? Uh, I'd be happy to. In, in our first year with, with the, once we break even on paying back the molds and the manufacturing costs of these first 3,000 bottles is where we see this quick increase uh, because we will have broken into the market. So we should be making or selling over $150,000 worth in the, the first full year, I would call it, and over 30% growth each year just based on digital marketing and closing larger partners. So we do expect to be selling over $400,000 per year uh, within the first five years. Now you have um, expertise in the sales industry. So once your product is uh, created and ready uh, to introduce into the marketplace, do you have a sales team uh, defined and a territory and region for getting your product into the market it's an interesting i don't have a sales territory defined because we're going to have such a big digital footprint that i really see this expanding quickly i have plenty of contacts within health and wellness that i'm confident would be happy to jump on board and help us sell um, my sales expertise is going to be used for the company in closing these bigger retail partners so to answer your question, Ellen, it's really interesting because I think because of the digital presence and the effectiveness that, that we can close and sell online, it really creates this avenue for our ambassadors and for our influencers and, and our followers to help us push the product through their following. So in my mind, they kind of become our sales team. We create these super fans early on who see value in the product and who also see growth in the company. And they are the ones, like the accounts I already talked about, that will help us grow in sales digitally. Have, okay. Have along How, the way, have, it, sorry, I'm sorry, Ellen. Along the way, have you developed a uh, any kind of board or advisory committee, or do you have any experts that are there to advise you in the growth of this business? Yeah, absolutely. I um, and, and that's what I was mentioning as just diving into that self improvement and growth mindset. I'm a part of the SCORE program, so I have a mentor through SCORE, if the two of you are familiar. And um, while it may be personal to, to me and my business, it's very side bottle focused because we're helping with business plans and financial statements and putting in the work with my mentors, who I would consider a part of the side bottle board, uh, to make sure we're successful. D does that answer your question? Yes, I'm really looking for people more specifically that have expertise in uh, uh, the marketing of a, 
uh, retail product or the people who are uh, well versed in in retail marketing or digital marketing. Uh, and I'm not talking about paid consultants necessarily, but sure. people that are there to advise you on the right direction. Have, have you made any decisions on selecting someone like that? Because believe me, after having started five businesses myself, having that advice is priceless. So, it is. And, and so I think it comes back to, to really taking pride in, in who we decide to spend our time with. Uh, as you said, maybe not necessarily paid, but with expertise. And, and that's something that I definitely do have is, is people like the two of you or people in an M3 linked community or anyone in my sales background who, who is giving advice. So to answer your question, my engineering team, I have a great relationship with, and they're more my advisors in terms of here's how we can get to manufacturing. Here's how we're going to get that product from overseas to your front door and then to your customer, which is really valuable to know that they, they do this for a living professionally and, and they're on my team. But when it comes to digital marketing, I, I love hitting on this point because I hope everyone listening knows that uh, digital marketing world is a little bit of the wild west right now. You, you could spend a lot of time and money on a so-called expert. Um, so honestly, I, I think our ideal investment partner brings to the table some successful digital marketing experience. Um, we've done some paid ads and and we have enough knowledge to understand, are we getting a return on our investment digitally? And if not, we're pivoting very quickly um, because there is money to be made on digital marketing. It's, But it is about finding the correct team. And when it comes specifically to that, we don't have a partner yet, but we have lots of advice and we have lots of good and bad uh, stories from our team. Now, you identified $175,000 as your initial seed capital to get the project off the ground. Yes. My question is, how did you arrive at, arrive at $175,000? And if I recall correctly, you identified 18% uh, of equity, or was it 30% equity? 20. 20. Okay, 20 back to investor. Okay, so my question is, how did you arrive at your capital funding, that number, and your equity investment? Sure. Well, I think the most important thing in creating um, an ask is asking for enough money. It, it creates a, a more dangerous situation for investors, as all of these listeners must know, if we're not asking for enough and we're getting to a point where it's like, um, you know, now what? You know, now we need to throw more money in it because of this, this, and this. So to answer your question, the number is scientific based on where we're at today. We would use about $30,000 to create the molds and the molds are used to manufacture the bottles. So that's our big get to manufacturing cost. Uh, as I mentioned, our, our quote is $4.65 per bottle. Minimum order is 3,000 bottles, brings us to about $14,000. We would want to narrow down uh, we would reserve some of the money for just final prototyping and any final design edits to make sure that the funds are there to be able to quickly connect with our engineering team. We would reserve about $75,000 of that investment for our digital marketing efforts. And, and that's our big play for getting to market is having enough funds to really hit the ground and ride the momentum online, which would include, you know, our website updates, content creation, our email marketing, 
uh, and of course, any paid social ads. And so that right there, that number equals to a little over $100,000 there. And that small remainder chunk is going to be things that just are unforeseen at the moment. And as we continue getting to the licensing, um, we're going to have some cash flow at that point and be able to continue investing to grow. You know, uh, okay. Jimmy, I, I, think I know that Ellen has a tremendous amount of more questions, but we've really reached the end of our time here on Maker Pitch. Uh, you, uh, you've done an excellent job. Ellen, any, any final brief questions you want to finish out with? Uh, no, I think this is a very exciting uh, product and I look forward to it coming to market and um, wish you every success, Jimmy. Thank you so much. And also, Jimmy, any uh, in the next uh, last 30 seconds, anything you'd like to add to what you said? I won't go off on a tangent here. We all know I can get talking. Uh, very passionate about what we're doing here. And just thanks again for listening. Everyone's time is so valuable. So deciding that you're going to listen to a startup or an entrepreneur share his passion is it's inspiring. And I'm excited to be in your guys' position one day. Well, we, we have uh, truly enjoyed your expertise and your professionalism on uh, your product and the knowledge that you've shown on everything that you're doing. It's, uh, it's quite refreshing to say the least. And at this point in time, I wanted to thank everybody for being a part of and this episode called Maker Pitch. And before I end, we always want you to remember to make your pitch. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for being a part of this. We will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button and if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch. Thank you.